Blog Talk Radio. We live in a world of unknowing, of secrets, of blindness. But what if you were to find out that the very earth was crumbling beneath your feet, even as we speak? What if I were to tell you that America had deep, dark secrets kept from the public since its inception? What if unexplained phenomena had already been explained thousands of years ago? From a supposed natural disaster to fabled UFOs, it's going to be brought into the light with the one single document that is a testament to the evidence of the future history of this planet. The End Time Tribune brings you the news of the coming apocalypse and casts light into the future darkness. Come and see. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We are your host, Joe Musidla and Matthew Miller. Oh my goodness, it is good to be with you this evening. Major, major earth changes going on. Major problems on just about every front uh, that I've been looking at here over the past couple of weeks. And I was just pushed to do an in-time tribune. Uh, just got some things going on off the charts, all over everywhere. And I think it is apropos if uh, Joe and I take a look at them. So, uh, Joe, why don't you jump on here and uh, just give us a brief overview of what you think has been going on, whether it be good or of bad portents. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, there's there's definitely uh, a lot going on. So many different uh, changes. You know, I, I was... Uh, talking with uh, other individuals earlier this evening and, and brought up the point just in, in my home state that uh, the weather here has just been off the charts. Um, every single storm that has uh, come through here has been of a serious nature. Uh, you know, just this evening, my, uh, I have little things set up on my on my smartphone or whatever you want to call it uh that gives me uh warnings or whatnot and it it's that's been almost daily that uh things have popped up of warnings of of severe uh uh weather um let alone just uh uh earthquakes um uh volcanoes in in various places uh uh, we're now starting to uh, look at. Uh, I would have to go back and look at the articles, but you know, hurricanes that are starting to come into play. Um, just, just a, <laughs> uh, I guess, a smorgasbord of of uh, wild anomalies going on right now. Not to mention the the animal kill-offs at uh, an alarming rate, uh, whether those be fowl or aquatic. Um, it just seems like everything right now is in a uh, state of disarray. Well, you know, today uh, I got a hold of an article that I sent your way, or I tagged you in the post, looking at these pictures from Guadalajara. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is beyond any shadow of a doubt, because this is from a politician's uh, personal site, uh, Enrique Ramirez. So this is straight from the governor's office. Uh, these pictures are. These cars are buried in five feet of hail. And uh, rescue workers taking uh, well a ladder and bridging over to the roof of a car. It's just absolutely amazing. Uh, this is hail 
I don't even know how to describe I don't know how they can describe it, but literally there is cars floating in hail. Literal hail. Um five feet five feet deep. Uh and to call this a freak hailstorm um is just a little bit of an understatement. Um now, here is a direct quote from the governor. I went there to evaluate the situation, and I witnessed scenes which I had never seen before. Hail accumulation more than a meter high, and then we wonder if climate change exists, the governor stated. Uh, I don't even know – I don't even know how to quantify these pictures. Um Joe, what's, what's your thoughts on these pictures that the governor took? Uh, I've never seen anything like that ever. Uh, I that's hard. That's hard to even imagine. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures right now. Um, I didn't see it until right now, uh, but that's okay. Uh, wow. You know, I, I well, that's. You know, as as I stand at, at just a little over six, I mean that would be up to my shoulders in in hail. Um, you know, I I know that here we had a couple of storms uh, with hail, not near like this, but where they actually had to get the snowplows out to remove, which I thought was uh, substantial. It, it looked like it had snowed, but it was hail. Um, but this just takes the cake, absolutely. Um, wow. You know, and it's just not this type of thing we're looking at either because here's of late we've had some troubling, troubling, troubling uh, information come across um, our page about, well, changes in the annual suicide rates is just off the charts. It's it's off the charts in ways it's hard for me to believe. Um, in some parts of this country, um, oh my goodness. Um, overall, the suicide rate has risen 33% than it was in 1999. 33%. 33% overall in the United States. It, it this is on the heel uh, – well, I caught this too, um, that I guess uh, here pretty recently there was a famous YouTuber uh, that committed suicide. And uh, he did this, well, quite publicly, I guess. And, um, you know, rather, rather disturbing that uh, his last video um, uh, was describing uh, that – this is what he was thinking about doing, uh, and then later uh, they find they 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 find his uh, his body, um, and they had suspended it. But uh, but this guy was found his body was found in the East River of New York City, and uh, his stuff was found right there on the bridge where he had did a YouTube video that uh, he was apologizing, and he said that uh, you know he hoped that. This would somehow make YouTube better, and he really did commit suicide. Uh, so, man, everything is being throttled, Joe. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter which 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 way you look, which which way you go. We are being throttled. Uh, it seems like to me. I mean, I don't even know how to process the suicide rate going up thirty three percent. That's just off the hook. It's it's off the hook, and and. It, your thoughts? Uh, absolutely. Um, yeah, he, here where I live, uh, in, a couple different individuals, but one in, in particular that uh, I've stayed in very close contact with, that uh, that's his ministry. And he posts quite a few things uh, uh, on the social networking sites. And yeah, I would, yeah, it's, it is definitely something that is on the rise um, now there are those that are working very hard to well combat this and and to bring hope, but it, it's it's something that uh, well it, it's astounding, you know. I, it, even even when I remember uh, my youth, um, that that 
that was a possibility, but we're talking uh, slim to none, you know, that that happened. Um, you know, fast forward twenty some odd years, and now it's it's uh, like you said, it's completely off the charts. Well, uh, another thing I, I wanted to mention. Um, I mean, I think I had mentioned it lightly somewhere else, but we had caught on video uh, in South Dakota a tornado spinning the wrong way. What's your thoughts on that? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I guess with God, all, and I shouldn't say I guess, I know with God all things are possible, but that would that would seem in the northern hemisphere that would seem impossible uh that goes against well the very laws of nature that's the uh mr coriolis that uh uh came up with the uh, coriolis effect of of things spinning one way and things spinning another uh depending on your location and in uh where the equator is um that's not right. Uh, it it <laughs> it's not right. It, it that that blew my mind when you posted that article. That was shocking uh, to to see that because that goes against everything that we've known for years and years and years. Do you think it could possibly have anything to do with these uh, magnetic anomalies that we've been having? Because that's been reported for a couple of years that. We're popping up with uh, serious magnetic uh, anomalies on this planet, like multiple North Poles, multiple South Poles. They're just getting all kinds of crazy, crazy readings. Um, if we had one of those anomalies going on directly under this event, I, I, long story short, you can make stuff up, but you can't explain a tornado going the wrong way. You can mm -hmm. hop... You can hypothesize, but that's about all you can do. Right, right. That I think that was that was the worst part about that that article was, uh, where do you go with that? Um, that that's that's something that, yeah, I sat and pondered that one for a while. Well, you have to because you're talking about a constant in science, right? Mm -hmm. Right. It, it doesn't matter if you're talking about math equations or 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 or, or science or or any discipline. You're talking about a constant, and for whatever reason, that constant is no longer constant. I mean, this this tornado had cyclonic action counterclockwise in the northern in the northern hemisphere. You you have no 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 data set to to deal with this situation. It's pointless for you to discuss it. It it it. It is impossible. It can't be done. Um, that is what defines what is possible and what is not. It's called the laws of nature and the constants therein. Until God decides he wants to do it, and that's just what happens. And obviously, he was wanting everybody uh, to stop and think for a minute, wasn't he? Um, and that's one good way to get your attention, correct? Oh, it was definitely an attention getter. So, I mean, it... it you know, you were talking about the the fish kills. This this strange instance of the you know a stretch of 150 mile uh, of coastline in uh, northern California. Um, all the mussels are dead. I mean, that's what the fishermen are saying. They're all dead. All of them they're bringing up is dead, and this is over a stretch of 150 miles. Um, <laughs> Uh, we have a report of uh, the oyster fishermen down in uh, Louisiana um, are saying that 100% of the oysters are dead. They're bringing them up, and they're all dead, all of them. Right. So God's making you stop in your tracks and say, um, yeah, you don't have a choice. You're going to have to take a look at this. You don't have a choice, <laughs> you know. So it, it's – and. This is starting to get, you know, scary because, well, the food chain starts in the ocean, Joe, right? Mm-hmm. And 
What about this? I mean, we have uh, here's the headline from a buddy of mine over at the Big Wobble. Hell on Earth, boy, he knew how to do it, didn't he? <laughs> Hell on Earth, and now the wildfires rage out of control after continental Europe is rocked by record 114 degrees Fahrenheit. I don't even know how to qualify that. Um, how, uh, first off, the Mediterranean produces the perfect, I mean, literally paradise. I mean, let's take, for example, uh, the French Riviera. Mm-hmm. Okay, it produces the perfect climate. I mean, it's basically about 70 degrees, right? Right. Okay, how, how could it be 114 degrees in continental Europe? Joe, Joe, that's that's never happened, Joe. I I know. God makes you stop and say no. This isn't normal, and I'm tired. Is that what the problem is, Joe? Is he tired of him doing something, and and they come out and say it's normal? I yeah. There's no way to explain any of this stuff at all. There's there's no there's no scientific, I guess, way. Uh, or, or you know, w- w- like you said, with the the constant that we're used to, where we could say there's a slight variation, and maybe they could come up with something like you know, like they have with the global warming and and other such things. But this this defies all reason that uh, the human mind would come up with. Yeah, it's just. Yeah. It really does make you wonder if that's not what he's doing. He's just tired of uh, the government issuing these types of messages to to the to God's children. He's tired of them saying this is normal, this is normal, this is normal. He, he's flat tired of that, I would think. That's because it certainly is ramping up. Um, you know, articles I've read here of late saying that uh, they have no idea why the ox why well the ocean is not getting oxygenated. And they don't know why, and this is producing massive fish kills. Uh, there's, they, they go to check the water, and, well, of course the fish are dead. Uh, there's no oxygen in the water. <laughs> so it really does make you wonder, I mean, not to be too conspiratorial, but they're obviously keeping some information from us, Joe. Right, right. I, I think the last two I read on that, that there was uh, – Low, very low oxygen content, or uh, not enough to even sustain the life. And then they would bring in some sort of uh, algae that that was the cause. And uh, yeah, which is absolutely like a couple that I've seen up here that um, up here my way up north. Uh, as soon as the lakes would 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 thaw out, all the fish were dead. Oh yeah, that's because uh, the ice uh, froze over. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up. Wake up. All the fish does not die every year when the rivers and lakes or whatever freezes over. No, that's not what kills them, ladies and gentlemen. Joe, do you ever remember um, when you were a kid, uh, you know the lakes or the ponds unthawing and all the fish were dead in them because of, they froze? No. No, no. No, because no, ice fishing was huge. Yeah, Joe, that's why you can ice fish. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why. And uh, so, like I said, maybe this is what's why God is doing this in higher frequency. He's really tired of people saying it's normal, mm-hmm. um, which is pushing mm-hmm. him to do even more extreme things because he's going to get your attention. Right. Uh, if he wants your attention, <laughs> he's going to get it. Um. But the scientific community is increasingly having to deal with things that are just – they don't know what to do. Uh, take, for example, Voyager 1 and 2 has exited the solar system, and when they did, they figured out that, well, um, the magnetosphere is compressed at the north and south poles. As you exit uh, the solar system, they were able to detect it, and both of them said the same thing, that somehow something is compressing uh, our magnetosphere that that uh, contains our solar system. Um, we also know beyond any shadow of a doubt the location of the interstellar wind has moved away from uh, its source at Sagittarius A. It's not just moved a little bit. It's across the ecliptic. It's in it. 
Joe. It has literally went from the southern celestial hemisphere. It's moving to the northern celestial hemisphere. Is that plain enough English for you? Uh, yeah. It's yeah. not moved a little bit, Joe. It's moved. It's moved. And how can the interstellar wind move and be blowing from a different location other than the center of the galaxy? Uh, unless, well, the Lord your God is doing something, oh, I don't know, maybe uh, did a lot of talking today about the uh, firmament earlier today, but, um, you know, maybe uh, he's doing what he did in, uh, I don't know, Joshua chapter 3. Only he's doing, instead of the Jordan River, he's doing mm. it with the Milky Way, okay? And we've said that before, the Milky Way is... Is always called the great river in the heavens. It's it's that cloud mm -hmm. in the heavens when you look up. And uh, well, um, Joshua chapter three verse thirteen. Uh, it shall come about when the soles of the feet of the priest who carry the ark of the Lord, uh, all of the earth uh, rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan will be cut off, which are flowing down from above. And will stand in one heap. He's not joking. Um, this is multiple times he says it here. Uh, I don't even know how to process it in any other way. Um, uh, you know, skip down uh, to verse 15. Um, mm -hmm. Exactly what it says. It, it, they, they heaped up. Now... If he's doing that with the waters of the Milky Way, oh my goodness, we're in the world of hurt, Joe. If he's... Uh, what do you make of that? Um, well, what's your thoughts on what I just proposed? That he is... Uh, wow. Um, that's, that's huge. Uh, that's a huge... Thing to even uh, comprehend, to be honest, um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it almost renders you when you read that and then really contemplate what you just said. It almost renders you speechless. Um, well, it's it's kind of like a kind of like a tornado going the wrong direction. Yeah, um, I mean, but this is if this has happened on a galactic scale. Mm hmm. That God is causing the, the the firmament to be heaped up downstream from us. Uh, you know, and, and, and verse 15 in that chapter, uh, how he makes sure that you know that the Jordan overflows all its bank all the days of the harvest. So, I mean, he, he just magnifies the simple fact that the waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up. In one heap. Do you have any problem with him saying that to you? No. And, and of course, he's prophetically speaking here when this literally happened. He was wanting you to know that, yeah, uh, the stuff was coming down from the mountains or the highlands, as, as, as we would say, right? But the Hebrew literally says here came down from above. He's prophetically letting you know that if this happens with the Great River, i.e. the Milky Way, uh, okay, okay, let's just, let's just, you know what, I, I need to quit hesitating. Maybe we need to let Joe, Joe read some verses here. Uh, Joe, can you get to uh, Joshua chapter 3 fairly quickly, mm -hmm. maybe? Yep. Um, which, which one? Uh, you know what, it's only 17 verses, why don't you just read the whole thing and let me, let me predicate it with this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is talking about a relocation event, and what God precipitates is he gets the priest to carry the ark, and as soon as the soles of their feet, and in what is to come, you'd be talking about Operation Eagle's Wings, these priests would be represented in what is to come with the angels. So literally as soon as their feet touches the water, it cracks, and the water starts heaping up, so the whole country of Israel and march right across on dry land. And what is to come, 
God does his great day, and of course, then Revelation chapter 12 plainly states that uh, the angels come and fetch us and take us to a place that has been prepared. This would plainly be prophetically talking about, well, the great day of he who sitteth upon the throne and the exact events that ha happens after it. So when Joe reads about the priest, you can put the angels in their place, and of course, what is that Ark of the Covenant? Well, it is, of course, us. We are the, tempi the temple of the Holy Spirit. So prophetically, uh, what Joe's about to read would perfectly represent what is going to happen in Revelation chapter 12. So now that I've said that, Joe, can you uh, read it in whichever version you see fit? Um, yeah, I got the NASB pulled up here. Okay, uh, Joshua 3, 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and he and all the sons of Israel set out uh, from uh, Shittim and came to the Jordan, and they logged there before they crossed. They lodged, I'm sorry. They lodged there before they crossed. At the end of three days, the officers went through the midst of the camp, and they commanded the people, saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, with the Levitical priest carrying it, then you shall set it out from your place and go after it. However, there shall be between you and it a distance of about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that it may be known, that you may know the way by which you shall go, for you have not passed this way before. Whoa. Then Joshua said to the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And Joshua spoke to the priests, saying, Take up the ark of the covenant and cross over ahead of the people. So they took up the ark of the covenant and went ahead of the people. <clears throat> now the Lord said to Joshua, This day... I will begin to exalt you in, in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. You shall more, moreover command the priests who are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When you come to the edge of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan." Then Joshua said to the sons of Israel, Come here and hear the words of the Lord your God. Joshua said, By this you shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will assuredly dis dispossess from before you the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Hivite, the Perizzite, the Girgashite, the Amorite, and the Jebusite. Behold, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over ahead of you into the Jordan. Now then, take for yourselves twelve men from the tribes of Israel and one man from each tribe. It shall come about when the soles of your feet of the priest who carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, Rest in the waters of the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan will be cut off, and the waters which are flowing down from above will stand. People set out from their tents to cross the Jordan with the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And when those who carried the Ark came into the Jordan, and the feet of the priests carrying the ark were dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks all, all the days of harvest. The waters which were flowing down from above stood and rose up in one heap and great distance away from at, at let's see, a great distance away at Adam. The city that is uh, is beside uh, Zarathon. And those which were flowing down toward the Sea of Arab, 
the salt sea were completely cut off. So the people crossed opposite of Jer- opposite Jericho. And the priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel crossed on dry ground until the nation had finished crossing the Jordan. Your thoughts, Joe? Oh, you know, this 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 brings me back to um, goodness. This brings me back to the episode that we did uh, a little while back on, well, uh, going to the place that has been prepared and crossing over, you know, that river is, is, would be the same as crossing over the Milky Way. That's, well, he literally, I mean, he, well, he even went out of his way to let you know that it heaped up, you know, 2,000, you know, he gives you a count there, upstream. Mm -hmm. And they weren't supposed to come with any closer than the, than this league downstream of the ark, which was upstream. He made himself perfectly clear. I mean, Look, look, Joe, the Lord your God don't have a problem with telling you what he's going to do. He just don't. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. he tells you that, you know, you'll see the sign of the sun. Look, doesn't matter what what peoples you go to. The sign of the son of man is always the same. It's Jupiter. That's Jupiter. Everybody knows it. It's Jupiter. No matter where you go, the Babylonians, it it, it doesn't matter. The China, everybody knows Jupiter is the planet for the sign of the Son of Man. That that's just the way it is. And <sighs> look, if above would of course be the center, right? It'd be the mm-hmm. center, which would be the sun. What would make downstream Jupiter? <laughs> I mean, in every way, shape, and form, you could be possibly talking about Europa. I mean, it, it keeps being in the news. The only reason why it can't support life is because it's frozen. Well, you bring that into an Earth orbit, uh, Europa won't be frozen anymore. It'll have a kicking. I mean, it it, it, it will be almost be covered in oceans, correct? Correct. I mean, it's off the charts. Another way, if you're looking at the greater river, well, downstream, downstream for us is Vega. Mm-hmm. Upstream for us is the star Sirius. That's upstream from us. Downstream is well, – I'm sorry, Joe – it's Vega. That's where the solar system is going to. It is traveling. Mm-hmm. It, we're not static in the heavens. Our path, if you were to draw a, a line in the heavens from Sirius to Vega, that's where we're, tra- we're traveling that, that river. <laughs> and if look, – look, Joe, what, what I'm trying to say is, is that the interstellar wind has always come from Sagittarius A. Because that's the center of the galaxy. That's the center of the Milky Way, okay? Mm-hmm. For some reason, that's changed. It's being heaped up or... Di- Lord have mercy. It's being redirected. Right. You understand? Yep. And everything prophetically that, that we just read about what happens during a relocation event... You know, Joe... Whether you like it or not, uh, eschatology is isochronal. Time is not linear. So everyone that you've probably ever met, um, guaranteed, because you've never met me face to face, anyone you've ever met guaranteed they are either historist or they're futurist. And they're only that thing because they obviously have not read in at least – uh, the books of Isaiah and Ecclesiastes. They they haven't read them. Well, maybe they've read them but not believed them because God himself says that time is isochronal. Mm-hmm. It's cyclical. So with that in mind, uh, everything that he mentioned here, now I, I bet you're wanting to look more intently at the dimensions given here. Why, why was this city named Adam where the water heaped up? I mean, he told you exactly that the water heaped up at Adam, mm-hmm. this this town. Then he told you what was on the other side, right? Mm-hmm. And then he said they crossed opposite Jericho. Now, he didn't say <laughs> – look, 
now it's probably got you wondering as to how important all those technical details are, right? Mm-hmm. And, look, just mm-hmm. as the cherry on top here, look, man, we've got tornadoes going the wrong direction. Now, maybe I just need to take a breather. Joe, back to you. What's your thoughts? Well, it, it seems that what he gave us here on the earth, you could almost, well, almost, you could transpose into the heavens and have an idea of exactly, well, where this crossing would be. Um, I would have to really go into, we would have to go into the, the, the original language and, and definitely uh, it'd be, well, it, for me as well as the listener to spend time just in, in uh, 316 here and look at that. That's 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 what I'm seeing right now is, is him literally telling you exactly what he's going to do and, and where he's going to do it. Let me ask you this. Um you know, he he plainly states here, uh, he tells you that it goes directly toward uh, a certain sea and calls it a salt sea. And you're supposed to know that it's fresh water coming down the Jordan, correct? Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, there's some technical data there that will throttle your mind. You'll have to push the envelopes. You will have to push the envelope. Um, But it should be very, very exciting. Right. Because God plainly says that, well, you are going to do this. This this is going to happen. You are going to be relocated. Right. So, I mean, he literally um, has so much to say about what he's going to do. And so many people even spend the time to read it to try to understand what it says because they've just been taught uh, like many Catholics don't read the Bible you can't understand it mm-hmm. and not to pick on the Catholics there's many other denominations that do that as well they they tell everybody that goes to church that you can't understand the Bible so don't read it but Revelation chapter 12 is pretty forthright and you can tell he's it's another relocation event but technically speaking uh, you're going to have to say what actually happened here was that, well, what happened, the only thing that would make water uh, heap up was it, well, it lost its ability to be an adhesive. I mean, many people don't realize what creates a drop of water on a leaf. Well, cohesion creates the drop. Um, the the waters stick to themselves, but it's the cohesion that allows that drop to be gathered together in one place and not drop off the leaf because it it also uh, is an adhesive. It mm-hmm. the, the water sticks to the leaf as well as it to itself. In this instance, what obviously happened is as soon as the priest's feet touched that water, the water upstream lost its ability. To be an adhesive. It was exclusively a cohesive, and the water began doing exactly what God said. It started to gel right there. It literally started to be a gel. It wasn't making the dirt wet anymore. It was just piling up. You understand what I'm saying, Joe? Exactly. It was sticking together like a blob, mm-hmm. like jello, however you want to put it. It was not, in that instance, it was no longer adhering to the dirt. Now, technically speaking, that's what that passage of Scripture said. What do you think about that? What do you think happened there? Do you think that uh, it was purely a supernatural event and uh, the water just stopped and started heaping up? What's your thoughts? Or did God change change the constants? Did he change the laws of physics or was it really supernatural which one what do you think he did uh gosh uh to my mind now this is just me is is actually both um that this was him literally changing the constants uh in that event in that time uh 
for them at that time to cross, but for us to see something way back then that is actually something that we're, well, it's going to happen again. You know, like you said, it, it, not you, but the Lord God says that his, well, it's it's isochronal. It's, this is going to happen again. It's just going to be, well, maybe I, I dare say a grander scale. Um, now, this also brings me to, you know, cohesion and adhesion. This would actually makes me wonder about the actual change of the firmament then. Well, exactly. Um, which case in point, um, what is happening? Why is why is the interstellar wind coming from the wrong place, Joe? Is it – look, something is affecting the flow of the great river, the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. And you and I – well, there's no way we can know. But like I said, if if the physical water – and he go like, like I let me point this out one more time. He wants you to be sure you understand. This is fresh water that heaps up, right? And it empties out into the salt water. <laughs> he, he, he's Joe. There's no reason for him to include that part in there that it emptied out in the salt sea. He wanted you to see that one was salt and one was fresh water. Mm-hmm. So he's dividing something here, and perhaps is that what he was doing? I don't know. Was he? The point is, is that how could we physically wrap our minds around the simple fact that he's going to do something like that with the firmament, with the God particle, with the Higgs boson? Right. What? What would happen? <laughs> okay, we know that nobody was hurt during the uh, Jordan losing its adhesive properties. Nobody was hurt, right? Right. We have no idea what could be the concussions. Of what could happen with God altering the firmament itself. Uh, that's a scary proposition. That's, yeah. And I like how you put that. It, it was both God. And, you know, I was. Let me comment on what you said. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what is supernatural. If things stay and obey the laws of nature, that's natural. That's what they're doing. That's what. Uh, the laws of adhesion and cohesion, the laws of entropy, the laws of this, that, and the other. Any law of science, if the environment obeys those laws, that's what you call natural. When something defies those laws, that is in of itself, by definition, supernatural. So, uh, Joe put that correctly. Whether you like it or not, uh, God did break the physical laws to heap up the Jordan, and that was, in fact, supernatural. So, boy, it, it, it is hard for people that have a technical mind to think of things such way. That, that's really what happens when God does something supernatural. He's defying the laws of physics. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he's doing. He's breaking his – and he is the law. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, up is up and down is down only exclusively because God says so. Mm-hmm. That, that's the only way it, it does that. So these types of things should really be getting the scientific community's attention if they be Christians. If they be Christians. It should really be rattling their cage as things just keep piling up here. Um, you know, ladies and gentlemen, don't don't look at the death rate. By the way, the number one cause of death now on the planet was abortion. Was mothers murdering their own children. That was the number one cause of death on the planet last year. That's bad enough. But we've got real problems going on socially, not just uh, geographically or astronomically. We have things socially. We're, we're having serious social problems. Uh, but besides that, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, and let me ask Joe, 
Joe, when you were a kid, how many people do you know had died uh, of cancer? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with maybe three. Okay, let's let's do this. Joe, is it normal for? I mean, oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, I, I've I've heard this from secular people before that. I mean, everybody either dies of cancer or heart disease, and that was not – I don't care what you say. <laughs> that was not how the population died when you and I were kids. Not even close. No, not even close, ladies and gentlemen. That's a joke. As a matter of fact, it was rare even to hear of somebody that had diabetes. Mm-hmm. And now even diabetes is full tilt out of control. It's, it's yeah. out of I – mean, I mean there's thousands and thousands and thousands. I mean – there's multiple people at my church with diabetes right now. I'm like, really? Uh, the first time I met a person with diabetes was when I was 14. Right. Uh, what on earth? Uh, I, I mean, look, it's being throttled, isn't it, Joe? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, whether you know, whether by a, you know, and, and I know we we have done things that have affected our own health, but. Uh, right now, this is. I would completely concur with what you said earlier that God is definitely uh, pulling out all the stops to get our attention. So maybe that's that's what the message for tonight needs to be because, well, we're up to uh, twelve minutes to go. Hmm. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we we need to to deliver, not just deliver a message. We need to cause an effect. Fact. We need to rattle your cage so that something happens. And if anything, uh, what Joe just said probably is a very good thing for us to uh, create. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to uh, start praying to the Lord your God for him to uh, open your eyes and open your ears so that uh, you can pay attention to what he wants you to hear. Because if he's trying to get your attention, do not be misled. Uh, he is not going to uh, keep and keep and keep and keep and keep having you ignore him. You better start ignoring all the things you think are important, like the house payment and like the water bill and like uh, the interest payment. You need to put all that crap in the back seat. And at least once a day... You need to stand up at attention and listen to what he has to uh, say to you because that's what's important, not your bank. Now, I know, I know that you've been raised from your youth to believe that the bank is a church and you worship currency. And that's what you have your retirement. You literally have invested in your future currency. So I, I know that. I understand that. When you're thirsty, you have to have cash. And then you can go have all you want to drink. I understand. If you have diabetes, it takes cash to go get the insulin. I understand. If you're hungry, you really don't need food. You need money, right? I understand. I understand that psychologically, this has been drilled into you since your childhood. I understand that. Man, Joe is trying to relay this message to you. At least once a day, you better stand up and pay attention to what God's trying to tell you, because that's important. And if he's trying to get your attention, don't be misled. He's a respecter of no one or no thing. He's the Lord God of hosts, and besides him, there is no other. So, if he taps you on the shoulder, if he calls your name, you better not only stand up, you better shut up. And listen, you might want to try doing this once a day, but at least once a week, I would say. Because in your mind, you've been subliminally persuaded that you need to get paid on payday in order to eat, in order to drink, in order to live in a place, in order to sustain your dwelling and your relationships. Don't think that I don't know. I know about all the true information that the first thing that a person knows when they lose their job is their spouse is getting ready to leave them. I know the statistical data. 
don't think I don't. But so does the Lord your God. And he's tired of you thinking that other things are superior to him, so you fear them. You fear not getting paid. Well, at least once a week. I mean, for sure, at least once a month. You better stand up and fear him. Because he really don't give a flying rip what kind of currency you're using. Dollars or rubles or marks. He don't give a flying rip. And look, I keep telling this to generations and generations and generations as they come to me and as they go by. God don't care. He's never going to ask you what your job was. He don't care. He does not care what your employment is. He don't care. He doesn't care if you're a used car salesman or a doctor or an accountant. He don't care about none of that crap. He cares if you execute the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes. That's the only thing he cares about. He provides everything else you need, not the banks. And I hope you don't figure this out. Whenever he's tired of getting your attention, so he, he rips your bedroom door off its hinges and comes on in anyway. Because as surely as the Lord lives, that's what he's going to do. And then you will know he is the Lord God of hosts. And besides him, there is no other. Then you're going to know it. Then you're going to understand that he told you these things beforehand in Isaiah chapter 24 and Revelation chapter 6. Then you'll know it. And by God, you will believe it. So, stop investing so much time in the stock market ticker. It cannot save you. I know that you've been tricked into believing that it's what provides your your bed. It provides your warm shower. It provides your clean air. It provides your transportation. No, it don't. All those things even happen. They only happen in his good graces. Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. Put me in my place if needs be. And uh, your thoughts on such issues? Oh goodness! Um, you know, I it's, it's I, I agree with you 100. Um, percent Yeah, I don't I don't have a 401k. I'm not really. There's so many things that I, I that concern me that are of his importance, of of what I really should be concerned with, and and it's usually. Not of myself, it's of others and and what their needs are and and trying to find a way to meet those needs that's that's one of the biggest things that actually is on my mind and on my heart is how can i how can I meet the needs of others and it's a blessing it's a blessing that well that he responds to that that he works in that that all the other stuff doesn't matter. It never did. Uh, the type of car you drive, uh, the type of job you have, hairstyles, all that stuff. He tells you over and over again, none of that was ever important. But accomplishing his will, that's really... And, you know, Matthew said that uh, once a week, once a month, I would hope that if you are a Christian, that that's on your heart and on your mind daily, that uh, you're constantly aware of what's around you and, and how you can be a blessing to someone else. And then how, well, you're supposed to be an ambassador for his kingdom. And all the other stuff just, it, it never mattered. It never did. And so I guess I'll conclude with that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you might want to uh, go over to NASA.gov. I'll read the headline for you. This was published September the 5th, 2013. This is the headline. Write it down. Eleven spacecraft show interstellar wind change direction over 40 years. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's the 70s. That's the me decade. Look it up. Look up me decade. You'll see what it's talking about. Are you worried you're the final generation yet? If not, you should be. Mm -hmm. Like I said, uh, that's at 
NASA.gov. The name of the article is 11 Spacecraft Show Interstellar Wind Changed Direction Over 40 Years. And they painfully and plainly tell you exactly where it goes, and it shows you that it is moved north across the ecliptic into the sign of the restrainer. So, with that in mind, uh, I've been doing some switch-ups here lately that everybody needs to know about it. If you want to check my stuff out, at Twitter, I'm MatthewMiller49, and on Tumblr, I am the same thing, MatthewMiller49. So I'm changing things up um, to switch over for, well, what is to come as uh, my family starts to uh, publish things. But uh, you can, of course, uh, find uh, now uh, the original iTunes feed, which has crossed a million listens and downloads, is uh, In Time Tribune. You can always get the stuff there. You can get the stuff by searching uh, according to the scripture. You can get it that way. Uh, all the backup is on YouTube. You can find it there, uh, according to the Scripture YouTube channel. That's where the audio goes by itself. It's automatically um, archived over there. So, uh, Joe, where can people find your stuff at, please? Uh, you can find me at see it's uh Facebook, uh Joe Musidla, M U Z Y D L A uh dot nine uh on Facebook, uh J Musidla on Twitter, uh my my little podcast, A Cup with Joe. Uh you can find I believe it's on I still believe it's on iTunes. I need to get back over there and check, but uh iTunes, Spreaker, iHeart, uh YouTube um and uh you can email me at uh, what for w h a t f o r the numerals 401 at gmail.com all right ladies and gentlemen uh you might want to know if you uh, want to support us uh, just go to the twitter like i said it's twitter.com backslash matthew miller 49 matthew spelt with two t's just like the new testament uh, first book is spelt I've got a GoFundMe page to go up if you want to support us, and I've got a Patreon going on. Um, if you want to support us, you can do so that way uh, or any other way. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to have to close out, and I'm going to have to correct Joe because, once again, we did a program without starting off in prayer. I thought I could have swore I told him to. He was going to have to remind me because I'd forget. So, uh, Joe's... Uh. Yeah, you forgot. So we both dropped the ball again. So, uh, uh, uh oh, just, uh, just for a little teaser, you know, a little, uh, tidbit, I guess. The reason why I chose Matthew Miller 49 is because that is, uh, the latitude, uh, that the map of the earth, uh, back in the 1500s, uh, plainly displayed insula magnetum. Uh, that was what they thought all the compasses ported to the North Pole. It was an island that was on the 49th parallel. So if you go to uh, my Twitter, you'll be able to see that. I use that as my banner. Uh, just some little tidbits there. Um, but Joe, why don't you take us out in prayer, please? Heavenly Father, we, uh, we bow our heads and we bow our hearts before your throne, Father. And Father, I want to thank you for allowing us this, this time to, well, echo your wake-up call, Father. Uh, it's We've done our best to show that it is imperative that people stop worrying about things of the world and start paying attention to what you have to say. Because what you have to say actually brings life and is life. And there is no other. And Father, I ask that the listeners take that seriously, Father. I ask that, uh, well, Father, I ask that you be with the listeners. I ask that you be with Brother Miller and his family, Father. And that, uh, Father, if it be your will that we continue to 
be in your service and if needs be an echo of your will, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, God bless. Godspeed.